0: Back to the next episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. We are here in AJ's basement. <laughs> it is. Uh, this is Frank, AJ. Hi, and Matt. How you doing? Good. How are you guys? Great. Um, we are going to break down Star Wars Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker, the brand new Star Wars film to end the trilogy. It came out almost a week ago. Yep. Some of us have seen it. Three times. Some of us have seen it twice. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, we got to see it together though. Like we, yeah, that we, was cool. On our second viewing, we all got to see it together at Deer Park. Throwback. Yeah, yeah. classic.
1: <laughs> yeah, felt like it was necessary to complete the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And, you know, I love seeing Star Wars on my birthday. That's also a really cool thing.
1: It's a fun thing that you get
2: to have now.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it wasn't always that way. And then we had it for a few years, and
1: now it's going to go away for a while. That's fine. That's true. What do you think about they're trying to make, like, Star Wars kind of unanimous with the holiday times? Whereas I feel like it used to be a summer blockbuster. You know, it used to be May and Memorial Day. Well, Star Wars is always a little bit Christmas because of the
2: toys. Right. And I I think that, like, one of the, you know, the aspects of tying it to the holiday season is just like the hyper commercialization of it is is really exhausting right because it's just so much and then it's all
0: of the star wars stuff christmas overlaid. (laughs) right that's true i mean (laughs) so my mom baked me a cake for my birthday it was a yoda awesome and and then some of the, the presents that were wrapped in were like christmas themed star wars wrapping uh paper so yeah. like and it's really cool i think it's awesome but like that kind of stuff would probably exist anyway it's just way way more now um i yeah i don't particularly love it but i think the, th- the good thing is that these movies can stand alone right like if you rewatch force awakens you're not gonna be like oh man this is a christmas movie like, oh no yeah well know, yes uh, you know like at least that that still feels like it but you'll be, you'll remember
1: where you are when you watch it. I think is the
2: yeah. The point. I think it also gives opportunities for families to get together to see them over the holidays. Yeah, you yeah, know. Sure, totally. So I I'm 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 okay with with that aspect. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if you're talking Disney, like if they're gonna do their big summer blockbuster, it can be you know Avengers movie something like that, and they can really you know lean into that. And then they have on, on the other side of the year, they they have Star Wars. Like, but it's also cool because like what other I guess one last topic
2: would be, like, what other kind of movie can do this kind of money at this time of the season? Like, it's notorious for, like, bombs and, like, you know, tearjerkers and Oscar stuff. Right. Not necessarily a huge blockbuster movie. And Star Wars has now kind of staked that claim. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. We can get off that. <laughs> uh, all right. So Star Wars Episode nine, uh the, the last of the sequel trilogy, the third of the sequel trilogy. Um, and the final film to the, the Skywalker saga. Holy shit. The finality of the marketing of it was very big. What did you guys think about that?
0: Like, the, like this
2: is the end kind of marketed the whole way.
0: I mean, it didn't really feel that strong to me. I mean, it almost even like a little less so than like Endgame, where that's like, this is the end. But, but the thing is, we know that there will be more Star Wars movies. Right. And there will be more Marvel movies. Like, we knew that was going to happen, too. And, um... I don't know, like maybe because I wasn't paying a lot of attention to the marketing, but um, it
1: just—I mean, some of the trailers even were like footage from the other films and cut in, and like the span of like what Star Wars meant to people over the last forty years. I think they were really leading into that. Yeah,
0: I think we when we broke down that special look, whatever, like back in September, that was a pretty cool trailer. Yeah, you get that. That full on vibe from the saga. Um, well, I think that they had to do that as a general like
2: for the future of Star Wars. The Skywalker saga has to end. Yes. And and like that's kind of it's unfortunate that you have to say that sentence in when you think about it in terms of business. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like people are so. I think still, you know, you can see how the descent in the fandom is definitely split over The Last Jedi, and that now, you know, you can see that a lot of the course correction or I don't. I don't know if I want to say course correction, but like the way that the movie plays out this time, um, you know, is
1: definitely is definitely different. Mm. Um, but it's also quite split and indecisive, and like you know, torn between two different ways. Crit- yeah, critics are feeling one thing about the film, and fans are feeling another. Some fans altogether, um, you know, are not liking it. Some critics are liking it. You know, it's, yeah. it's really quite a a mixed bag.
0: It really is, and I mean, like just. From the onset of this movie coming out, like you see the the the, like the downvotes on the on Rotten Tomatoes, and you see kind of the mixed negative reviews, and then you see that some fans come out and like are very positive about it. So yeah, you can't really like, it's so interesting how split it has become. Um, and like you know we we saw it Friday night. Yeah. In IMAX, like anticipation at, up for an eleven yeah. o'clock movie was so high. Uh, yeah. You know we're we're just so. Amped and anxious, and like, it was just an interesting vibe in the theater. Like we, I think the movie ends, and
1: it was like silence. Nobody clapped. That's weird. Silence on opening day. Yeah. On opening day, did people clap in your movie? Yeah. And there were cheers and stuff. But then we saw
0: it the second time, and it was a much much smaller crowd. But people were receptive to it, and people clapped at the end. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I, and, and maybe that kind of goes with it. Like the first time we saw it i'm gonna put it out there i was disappointed um and i think uh, a lot of the things i was reading online was like kind of in line with the way i was thinking um what about you aj the first time you saw it
2: first time i saw it i, I was um feeling a little let down mm-hmm. um I, I don't think that and, and when i say let down i want to sp- uh, specifically say that i don't think that like J.J. Abrams is not responsible for my anger or upsetness at, at this movie. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy is not the ire of my, you know, rage. Really, I just... I, I have so much invested in these movies and this storyline that, for me, like... You know...
0: <laughs> Buddy has a lot to say. Yes, of course. Uh,
2: I have so much invested in this storyline that by the time this movie wraps... I didn't feel like they were listening to maybe where I was coming from and addressing me. I think they were addressing the bigger audience, the mass audience. That they made Star Wars
1: Episode Nine for AJ Sherman. They did. <laughs> yeah. well,
2: they made eight for me.
1: Yeah. Well, so and Z B like you enjoyed it the first time. I too. did. You know, I I don't know. I think after just eight and the decisive, like indecisiveness and you know mixed messages, I was just kind of like ready to sit back and just be like all right you know there's only so many ways that this thing could go like they we have to put a ribbon on it i guess i wasn't expecting like yes i didn't know what was gonna happen but i knew that there was gonna be an end so like i was kind of gonna just take it and be like whatever's gonna happen you know let's do it and like i don't know it just like i feel like it hit a lot of the points that i wanted to see Tied up nicely Mm -hmm. and put a nice ribbon on it. Yeah. And uh, he interweaved, you know, so many storylines, but also gave, I feel like, the main characters a nice final arc.
0: Yeah. And I I think, like, upon watching it a second time, I know both of us kind of felt this way, that you're kind of able to sit back and, and stop, like, analyzing and questioning and thinking about what's gonna come next and how they're gonna work this in and all and all those details, you can kinda of just like let it wash over you and, and maybe that's because we're such big Star Wars fans and we are looking for that intricate detail that it is kinda of made for like people en masse to just enjoy it. Like and if you just like forget about certain things and maybe there's potholes, I haven't even analyzed them yet, but you can kinda of like just enjoy it as this epic film because that's that seems what everyone's getting out of it like
2: and and i and i appreciate the sheer spectacle of it it's humongous it is it's humongous it's the biggest most it seems like they visit more planets in the first uh, 45 minutes of this movie than the entirety of return of the jedi and maybe uh empire strikes back combined
1: like and the special effects look amazing and like i think it's one of the better films as far as action goes yeah like it has some of the most Intense awesome oh, it's got action
2: significant scenes. action beats. Like yeah. every twenty minutes is a huge beat, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and you're looking for that in a, in a Star Wars. Um, okay.
0: If this was a, a spoiler free discussion, this is about as far as we can go. This is it. We, like it's we, over. We've danced around all the things we've we've said the way we felt about it, but uh, we really got to get into some of the the nitty gritty here. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, let's start from the beginning. Yeah. I mean,
2: uh, I I think that the the crawl is, like, people have said this, but the crawl is, like, very representative of, like, what Last Jedi should have done. Like, a lot of the elements that are in this crawl should have been introduced in Last Jedi and somehow. Right. And to me, if I was going to re-edit this movie, or I was thinking as Star Wars doing this movie, I would re-edit it, and I would do the cold open of Kylo Ren meeting Palpatine, then I would cut to the crawl, like a Marvel movie. What do you think about that?
1: I think I like that as far as storytelling goes, but it doesn't work... As far as Star Wars go, right. because that's the crawl is you know how Star Wars starts, yeah. but where that would fit in would be you know at the end of Episode Eight, which you know like we we've talked about internally, but ultimately you know not having one overseeing vision for this whole trilogy, I think you know left that and and to give credit to Ryan Johnson, JJ Abrams, I mean they picked up the baton and you know they're both such talented filmmakers that I felt like. They were able to hand off what the other one gave because it, it happened, you know, JJ to Ryan, Ryan to JJ. It happened twice yep. um, that they, you know, took it and ran with it. Um, but, it, like, there's also to me, like, a little bit of a sense of, like, did they ever even talk about it? Like, they you had know? to have. Like, they, they just, they don't have that IP and amount of money and stake in this thing to not, like, Hollywood's all about meetings and creative brainstorm. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that they weren't. In the same room at the same time for yeah. some portion of these three movies. Yeah. It, well, I think that's also uh, Mikey said
2: it really well. He's like the, they've been playing tug of war with the arc of Star Wars, like and, and like it, it's not just it's not just them. It's also the crea- the, the suits and the yeah. rooms and the people they're trying to please, um, and, and it,
0: it's not even just the trilogy. Like yeah. the, the the stories and the show. Like how does it all fit into this universe and the, like. Like what Disney's doing now, like how are they gonna market it to everybody? Like they they have all these things going, and like you have Solo, which is like a it's a, like a moderate success, but like the the film kind of bombed, right? Like yeah, um, you've got Rogue One, which everybody loves, and it it made a lot of money, and like that was also one that was in in December. So like um, yeah, I mean I think it's definitely hard, but at the at the end of the day, they're a business and they are trying to put these movies out within four years yeah, that was, a it was so rushed like yeah. we, we talked about this the other night like uh, between a new hope and Empire and Empire and return of the Jedi that's like there's three years between each movie like and that was you know in the 70s and 80s like right. they didn't have to rush it now and they they did
2: they they just moved I think a little too quickly they didn't it would have really behooved them to like sit with Feige, <laughs> or sit with or sit with somebody who read the Star Wars EU comics,
1: yeah. and
2: bring in those people. I actually think that that's a job now in Lucasfilm, that there are like canonologists. Oh, that, there like, are somebody who works totally, worked totally. In their but, whole but job.
1: I, I have to think, like, j- just because those are the names you know behind the movies, doesn't mean that there's not people working on those films that did those jobs. Like, they're they're not just going into it with like five people have final, like, all creatives say, like, it's an army putting these films together. Yeah, um, Yes, certain people have final say and, you know, final send-off on these films, but I think, I think they are produced in such a way where they do go back to a lot of those things. Because even in this new trilogy, I mean, there's a lot of, like, Easter eggs, if you will, or just, like, nods and a lot of different things that go back to all the Star Wars films, and then you know, some of the expanded canon.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's just like AJ, you said it before the course correction. Like it's, it's a little bit there, uh, but, um, it makes me wonder like when, it, when JJ was like, or what, well, actually when they fired Colin Trevorrow and they put JJ back in, in the director's chair, it's like maybe they should have taken just a little bit more time to think about like, and I, I get that it, it would have like, if they delayed the movie, that could have been a, right. a big problem. But like, Maybe you would have like just done a little bit more to let it bake and sit through some of these um, the plot decisions. Um, I don't know. I, I I think I definitely enjoyed it more the second time. Like that you could get you, we can get into the nitty gritty, um, but it's to me yeah the, we, were, we
2: were, yeah I think so. Like the crawl, like I I just think that the opening of this movie is it it, it um it's so it is. Okay, let's talk about so Palpatine. So Palpatine, Palpatine. is back. Palps. Palps. <laughs> uh, Poppy e- Palps. <laughs> Ian McDermott back to reprise his role. Yeah. Credit to him. He's one of like I guess the few actors other than like the droids who's been in a huge part of the saga. You know, like yeah. he's in almost all the movies. Um, so he he's back, and you know the first you know few minutes you get this exposition that, I mean and. And he's you just, got, here he is. He's you back. got, but you
0: you know I love
2: this. This is the talky talky parts, and yeah. I love these parts of movies right. where they are able to break it down, hopefully briefly, hopefully quickly, and give you you know a, a decent amount of information. I, I, I
0: disagree. I don't think they did that at all. It's exactly my point.
2: Okay. Right? <laughs> <So, laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. You're right. They just did it in one sentence in the crawl. That's it. So he's. But that's you it. Really need to read the crawl to kind of like use your brain to fill in that part of the story and just be like okay this is what happened you need to take this for what it is and like kind of and, like, that's not, what ask, crawl, like, yeah. and not ask questions but, on like how yeah. did that happen it's like that happened already and this is what happens next but but which it's is, such a huge thing it's such a huge part but that's just not part of this movie but it should have been but it should have been and I or made... it should have been a part of the last one okay right.
2: so I made Snoke so like fine. Palpatine
1: just he just made him
0: that's fine <laughs> <I> d- that <laughs> doesn't bother me at all yeah, the it's thing no, is
1: just like a decoy.
0: I, I think that works, and I love the idea that uh, Palpatine was in Kylo Ren's head the entire time, and he's just manipulating him. The thing that bothers me is, Darth Vader threw him down, and he exploded, <laughs> and right. like, and then the Death Star exploded, and then the Death Star exploded. How could he have survived and
1: gotten off that thing? Because uh, in Star Wars, then no one really dies I And mean, if you're, like, a Jedi or a Sith. And we see that throughout the films, you know? But, Even if it's a ghost, then they like, maybe... But all they needed to say was,
0: like, I clung to life onto some droid and landed on this planet and then blah, blah, blah. Just, like, a little bit more. Even anything from him, just... Again,
2: that scene is a cold open. It's a post-credit scene. Yeah. It's not a full Star Wars scene of... Think of the way or, that the Emperor is used in Return of the Jedi and the way that Luke is... He does kind of just show up. He shows up, but he's also... Um, he's constantly manipulating Luke Skywalker. Behind he's, the b- scenes. I, I, well, he's also... He goes on these big monologues about, you know, doing pretty much the exact same stuff he did in this movie. Like, I don't even think his dialogue is that different from what he says. No. Right. But I think in this in this world where we're about to see arguably one of the most notorious bad guys of all time to come back. I, I need a I need two more sentences yeah. of like yeah. I you know I am a clone, like this isn't my original body, like I'm deformed and decrepit. Like show us like that he can't walk around and his feet are all fucked up. Like right. well, this movie's also a little too that...
1: this movie's also a little too cute. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But like But they do in um you know when the resistance is you know, standing around in the base, yeah. and they're like, you know, Poe kind of has that. I don't know, if it's Poe or Finn. I think it's Poe. He's like, oh, you know, they finally get the insider information. They're like, somehow the Emperor's back. Like, it feels really just like underwhelming. Oh my God! But there's... then, like, but then, like, some guys like cloning, and you know, what what is it like cloning and something else? Or Dark something. magic, yeah. Dark magic. You know, like how does that guy know that?
2: What the fuck does he know about them? (laughs) And how does he know the language of the Sith when they're broadcasting it out? What the fuck is he doing there, Dominic
1: Come (laughs) on, ahead! (laughs) Fucking
2: Mary, what the hell? Yeah.
1: That was was, was the only other time they addressed like how he came back. So they give you like a little like he was cloned. But that's just him speculating.
0: It's not like he knows anything. Like he's just like, oh, this may be how he did it. It's a little. It's a little ridiculous. I think it matters to me,
2: and and I think it matters to the general audience. It no, no, no. Excuse me. I think it matters to me, and I think it matters to Star Wars fans. I don't think it matters to the general. Audience. You're right,
1: <laughs> and that's the thing. This movie is more towards the. It's more of a fan service. It's more of a service to like the mass moviegoer, and while still like giving the fans what they like most of what they want, but what it's not, like the original trilogy is, is like. A dense, intricate movie that has like challenging ideas, challenging ideas, but also like dialogue and exposition that like are more than like two minutes. You know, it's like scenes that it's more contained. So, like, what this is is just like beep to beep to beep to beep to beep to beep. There's there's kind of only
2: two conversations in the movie, (laughs) right? Okay, there's (laughs) there's Ray and 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 uh, Ben and uh, Kylo Ren talking. They have kind of an extended conversation about the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, Zori Bliss and Poe Dameron. Otherwise, everybody else <laughs> is like,
0: hey, Fred! <laughs> hey, buddy. <Bennett." laughs> like, Let's go do this, you yeah. know? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so the, to, to me, that was like one of the biggest things, like watching it the first time, that it lost me from the get-go. Like, the Emperor's back, but they don't tell you how... The, mo- right. the movie at the right. by the end is
1: moving too quick
0: and by the end of the movie like I was expecting maybe an explanation but they never explain it which is why I'm just like wait what what did we just watch right. um so I mean and then from there what proceeds to happen is the biggest MacGuffin chase in Star Wars history you have like yeah one too to many the, infinity stones too many infinity stones like
1: it, it, but is it too many I mean there's two you're talking about Avengers where they had what four or five There There's six. There's six. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, no, but you know. that's a, but the thing is that but Marvel and, and they set
0: that up going over the course of twenty movies. Like right. they, they showed up throughout and by that was one of the biggest problems that they had to solve for in Infinity War, the first one. It was like we get, we can't make this just like a chase to get them all. And so what happens in this, it feels like a video game in that they uh, they get this message, and then from this message, they have to look at Luke's book, and then they have to get the Wayfinder, and yeah. they're looking for the Wayfinder, and they have to get the knife. They find the ship, and they get the knife. And
1: yeah, it translates through people. Translates three people. It's
0: just like this chase that continues to go on and on and on for, like, more than half the movie until they finally get to the Death Star, and, like, and from there, it's like, oh, also, there's two Wayfinders, and, like... It's just a lot of items and how many lightsabers were following. So,
2: Okay, so in theory, the the Emperor set up these two wayfinders for both Kylo Ren and Rey because he knew that they would both need one.
0: I don't know. I mean, they one of them is on the Death Star in Palpatine's quarters, and one of them, which we found out in... So the other thing is there's this book out there now, the Visual Dictionary of Star Wars, that's giving us more information about the movie. Oh, okay, cool. So the first planet that... Kylo Ren is on is actually Mustafar. nuh uh, yes. And there are people living on Mustafar. they are apparently the people that like, uh, like are supposed to be keeping up that temple, and like that's why Workers they have those masks and stuff, and stuff that yeah. they they can breathe with the soot and everything. We but, but love Mustafar, but they why don't... wouldn't they show more of Mustafar? Exactly. And so that the, where he gets the Wayfinder is Vader's uh, Wayfinder because it was in mm. the destroyed temple or whatever. That's significantly more interesting. Absolutely. It's significantly more interesting. But they didn't want to put it in the movie because it was too much of a deep cut for for general audiences. And also it was problematic because it's a prequel planet that they uh, probably We don't didn't... use prequel planets anymore. I guess We not. don't
2: go back to Coruscant in the end of this movie.
0: So whether the... the papal,
2: but I don't know if he necessarily... <laughs> Mad shaking his head <laughs> did disgruntlement.
1: I mean, it was the, the, where the Jedi Temple was. Yeah. It's such a big planet to just yeah. be like, okay, I mean, I know that the Jedi are practically extinct at this point. I, but the, it's it's a pretty big point of interest, I it, would think. The fact that they never go to the, that that uh, that planet, and I mean, I get it in the original trilogy
0: because it was created retroactively, but in this sequel trilogy, it should have been it's New York City of yeah. the goddamn universe here, yeah, and like they should have had something there. Um, um, I, I don't think Palpatine necessarily put it there for Rey and uh, for Kylo Ren to find. I think it was for the next Sith to find. Okay, um,
2: alright, so uh, we pick up, and we're on this cool little ice planet, we get a message translated to R2, and then we land on, what is the jungle planet they're on? We don't have the book, we have to get the dictionary. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they didn't even say so right? Where the
0: new Resistance base is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we don't know what it is. Okay. It's not Endor. Not no. Endor, not Yavin. Nope. So, um, they're on this cool planet. Um, you know, and this is kind of where we see Leia. So, I'm of two minds about this. The first mind is that it's fucking incredible that they have the ability to do this now. Like, yeah. to me, like, that is a fucking feat. On the other side of my mind, the lines that they give her, similarly to the rest of the dialogue in this movie, are, are just are just lacking things, material. It, anything. It's, it's filler. It's filler. It's so filler.
0: Like, they ask her, it's like, well, uh, Ray's like I have to go, and she says no. That's it because they don't have anything else, and it's a real shame. And I, it's so unfortunate that Carrie Fisher passed away. And I do think that they did the best job that they could have. But like, they had an out in the last movie for her. Yeah, to, they had in the last. They had an out in the last movie, but they needed to
2: carry over the beginning and the more interesting part, which I think they did the best way of showing it that they could, which is that uh, Leia has trained Ray. And right, she is the Jedi
1: Master. Rey. Yeah. They did... That part was good. Yeah. And it, it's just
0: like... Could have been more. But again, for for the entire sequel trilogy to just now tell us that Leia trained to become a Jedi.
1: Right. And they show <laughs> Leia training Rey before they kind of reveal that Leia had trained to become a Jedi. I mean, like, we all kind of, like, assumed it. We saw her use the Force in Episode 8 and stuff. But, yeah. like, you know, kind of give us that tidbit also. Right. For,
2: yeah, I, okay. So I think I think it's really remarkable that they included Carrie in this movie. Um, you know, it's super cool that she's the master of the Jedi Master training Ray. Um, I think that they could have like done more with uh, some VO stuff, and they could have done some more cool. Mm-hmm. Force there connection. could have been a flashback or a montage or some sort of. Yeah. Yet. credit to JJ for shooting so much stuff for Force Awakens you know like they yeah. had just extra yeah. shit and yeah.
0: and like there's one actual scene that works really well and it's when uh you see Leia give Rey the lightsaber yeah. one final time and they actually embrace and hug cuz like that's one where that, that was a shot that obviously they didn't use but like most of the other shots that they have of Carrie is her standing talking to somebody and like they're off screen they're off screen <laughs> yeah. um, so that one was really touching and that that was memorable um i do have a gripe about the the flashback of luke and leia trading like oh i love that i think it's really cool but their masks flip up and they look like they're 15 years old like yeah i mean like come on yeah it's it's maybe it's too too uh, nitpicky but like this they should have been at least post return of the jedi age yeah you're or you're right. maybe that's just like the way the technology no is. you're right
2: yeah i I'm, I'm in on that um okay so, uh, we get to, okay, so there's a couple, I think, almost um, when we get to the desert planet where they're having the celebration with the fabulous kites and delectable sweets. Uh, Star Wars Burning Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, poor 3PO, man. Like, he's just, like, he really is, like, they, he's really the butt of every joke in this movie. Um, and I felt bad for him in that, but I want to talk about the main thing, which is that the... The creatures that are, like, dancing are a little bit like, ooh, these are weird. They have double-trunk kind of elephant things. But then they have their babies and their kids who are just way too fucking cute. Yeah. Everything in this movie is way too cute. Everything has two eyes. Everything is a f- face of a person or a humanoid face. Yeah. Uh, even Babu Frick. I love Babu Frick. We were laughing. <laughs> we adore him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I just think that this movie is it, – it, it, its the aliens have, have – Aliens and the creatures were not as grotesque or Star Wars looking as as I would like. Do there you guys
1: some, feel that? There, there were some gnarly ones in the cantina.
0: Yeah, but you're right. The, the, yeah, you get to that planet.
1: Yeah, it's like it, you have the porks, in the last one you have these
0: guys. Um,
1: but it goes back to what you're saying. I mean, it's all about merchandising. I feel yeah. like that's like I've accepted. I accepted that when Disney bought the, the Star Wars. You know, yeah, it's like we knew that there would be just mass. Mass products. Mass products. Mass yeah. cute things.
2: Um, okay, so we, we get to this planet, and we find out... So, okay, the main plot of this movie, Ray's Re- parentage, is revealed. Okay? Uh, you've been on this podcast with us for the entire time. If you haven't seen Star Wars, we still really haven't given up the major spoiler. This would be your time to turn off the podcast. In three, in two, in one, we find out that Ray is a Palpatine. See. Um, and we find out kind of along the way of her quest to get these other MacGuffins. Right. Um, we find Archie, who is a Jedi hunter, or a Jedi killer. Yeah, Jedi. a
1: bounty hunter.
2: bounty hunter of some sorts. And he is on it. We catch his ship, and we see what he was doing and the weapons he was using to do them. He's some kind of power for Palpatine in the galaxy
0: that he kills Ray's parents. Right. Um, so, but, like, when does that happen? Do, where, like, what do you guys think? Does, does he, does that Emperor have him hunt down Baby Ray before the Battle of Endor? Or is this, like, after his, like, resurrection? I think it's post-resurrection. So I think that
2: my, here's, like, how I envisioned coming back. Well, no, because then,
1: then you say with Luke, like, didn't, didn't Lando say that Luke and him were...
2: Searching for the Wayfinder. Searching for the Wayfinder. So that would have been post-Return of the Jedi. Yeah. yeah. I okay. think,
1: yeah, it's in between 6 and 7.
0: Okay.
2: Um, my belief is that, like, so Rey's parents are probably from Naboo. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's a little girl when she's separated from her parents. She's not a baby. She's not an infant. Um, which they show. Which they show. Uh, my my belief is this is somehow, you know, one of Palpatine's kids from a previous life or, or some kind of other thing that we don't know about. And then she lives on Naboo and then is taken to this planet. And then her memory is wiped um, by being in the desert for so long. And then now, you know, and then her parents obviously go out to some other planet where they're
0: trying to hide and are killed. Yeah. I mean, I think it works for me. It, it's... um. I, I can believe that during the 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 ages of when Palpatine was a senator, he would have been trying to blend in, and and like I mean, he was trying to blend in, and would have had a wife or you know a relationship or something, and then that's how he he had a son. The fact that we never knew about that, eh? Okay, fine. But yeah.
1: who's fucking Palps? It's my question. <laughs> Who is fucking? He's the it's this big old chancellor. You know, he's. Got, he's got people lining up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, and so I don't know. And so basically, they they leave her, and then we see the parents, and so that ship is the same ship that we see leaving it in the in the her yeah the memory beginning of Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Fine, it works. I mean, it it could have been anybody, honestly. But like, it, we needed to have. Um, it, it is more interesting if, if we're we're fighting the dark side to have her have this like dark lineage that she can fight against and then i think it's fine
1: yeah
2: <sighs> yeah
0: okay but why was Lando on this planet oh we'll never know but it's the, it's the festival
2: yeah it happens every he's 42 for years time. 42 years ago 1977 mm-hmm. um no i think he's there for the party he's lando yeah he's and then <laughs> to send him a message. He's he's trying like, to get some the kids some
0: are there to yeah. help the kids with some some bus money <laughs> okay fine yeah
2: i i I'm, I'm cool with that um i do want to talk about which i think is the biggest missed opportunity the most wasted thing the momos of ren uh the knights of ren uh, suck fuck they, them pissed about it they're useless
1: what the hell yeah
0: what the hell i mean they didn't do anything i mean they and, and even in the end
1: like, they capture chewy They capture Chewie. But in a very, like, anticlimactic way. It's like, Chewie's walking. It feels very, like, small part of this planet. They see him, and then next thing we see Chewie's handcuffed, and he's being loaded into the transport.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, ultimately for Ben at the end to have to kill his, like, brethren is pretty interesting, I guess. But we we don't connect to them. We don't know them at all. They don't have a
2: single line of fucking dialogue. They
0: don't have a line of dialogue. None of them remove their masks at any moment. We see them build the mask, his mask. His mask. Fantastic scene. Cool. And is one of them a monkey? A space monkey. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, even think, I don't think he's even a Knight of Ren. I think he's
2: just the guy that they go to to build their masks. <laughs> I yeah. thought the Knights of Ren would have been his other
0: buddies from Luke's. That's what I thought. Right? You like, think?
1: For, oh, interesting.
0: But I, it sounds like he was the only survivor of that, right? Well, no, because in the last movie, there is something that said, like, so he took some of the followers or, or whatever. Like so oh, it so wasn't then maybe, just,
1: maybe it is them. But
0: then shouldn't they have been like, like fleshed out elite, A little elite. bit,
1: but shouldn't we figure out how the Emperor came back? There's there's <laughs> things that they just were like Yeah, you have to take this for face value of what it is. Which yeah. is like it's bummer because like you wait so long for these movies, you wanna know every detail, but like they can't possibly or maybe they can and they just and they just missed it, but like th- I think their idea is like, you know, we need to focus on the bigger picture yeah, it and not matter. and it's not the small things, which is I think why, you know, some of the Star Wars allure and love is, is missing in some of these, because it you're not able to totally ingrain yourself in some of these stories hmm. the same way mm. that you did in, you know, the original trilogy. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's like they like to introduce new ideas and, and new things and and callbacks and have like Easter eggs, but they don't explain anything. Yeah, and that that's my
1: biggest. problem. But to be right? to be fair for their credit, and I know it's like it's such a back and forth pendulum. Like, what they did was an insane task. It's insane. No, it's, like, it's How nuts. do you like something as decisive as? star wars there's no way you're going to please everybody there's no way you're going to make the perfect movie that doesn't exist everyone is so close and connected and feels ownership over these characters that it's you know they have to do the best they can and that might come at the cost of some of like the dense deep plot lines and some of these other things where it's just like you have to make a mass appeal movie yeah that you know spans 40 years and you know look at this country we can't even you know it's more diverse than ever, and you know, torn apart. Star Wars is the exa- you know, it's a product of its time. It's the exact same way. Oh, shit, shit. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, but the cool... buddy, yeah, what, yeah. <laughs>
2: boom, buddy. <laughs> I don't think the the thing that I think that's been challenged, and like this is a bigger picture of Star Wars conversation. To your point, is that I think for such a long time, Star Wars was certainly not for everyone. Right, And it was really... You had to kind of go out there and seek it. And then yeah. we kind of came up in a time where it was really back and big in the mainstream again, only to watch it be critically destroyed and be forced out again, you know, to a point where it had to change and become Clone Wars. And it had to change and become Rebels. Mm-hmm. It had to change and now become The Mandalorian, you know. And now, you know, it, the thing I think that is unfortunate... Is that when Disney went to go do these movies? I think that they were trying for the message that Star Wars is for
1: everyone, 100%. and it's just not. It's just it's. That's what, I mean, but that's Disney what they do. everything they make is for everyone.
2: Well, I think that they learned that lesson, and, and I think that they knew that you know you had to like. That's why, to bring it all back around, like that's why the Skywalker saga has to end. Because we have to now be able to go beyond these stories that are so close and so beloved and beholden to Totally. Yeah, you have, to, we have to find go something do... to start something new. Yeah. yeah, and then once we get to, like, look at the love that Mando gets right now. Like, it's a show that is essentially Firefly yeah. with Baby Yoda. Right. People are losing their shit over it. Us included. It's, like, it's the Seinfeld of Star Ston- Wars. It's the Star Wars about nothing. nothing. <laughs> it's a <show> Star about nothing. <laughs> Uh, yeah nothing happens did you watch the last one yet? I
1: still I don't have to I have to wait for my significant other it's okay yeah, I see okay.
2: Um, but yeah I, I I hope that like in the future they can see that Star Wars is for and I and I think that this is also a topic of discussion is like Star Wars is for the fans but Star Wars is also like kind of for itself at this point like like it's a self-sustaining, growing universe, you know. As long as you feed and water it with new characters, you can have new cool shit. Right. But you have to like nurture and love those characters because the Knights of Ren, Captain Phasma, like with a little bit more love, they're the new Boba Fett. Right. Yeah. And they're so not. They're not. Right. They're really not. Um. So I think that they'll fit. I-, I think that they'll course
0: correct for that. So mm-hmm. okay. Um. So back to the plot. I think the. Well, I think you need the earmuffs for a second. Because you haven't watched the show. Oh, yeah. But I think the fact that they put in the Force Healing and tied it into Mandalorian... Whatever. Yeah. ...is cool. Like, it's not as groundbreaking as maybe we expected and as we were speculating of, like, oh, how is Baby Yoda going to, like, influence uh, and impact? Maybe that's how they bring back the Emperor, and they don't do that. And I'm not mad that that's not the way it went. But they have, like, a little nod. They have that show come out, he does the force healing. Now we see Ray and uh, Ben able to do the force healing. I think that's. But cool. if
1: anyone knows anything about Star Wars outside of the films, force healing is a thing that yeah. well, like, the, I, I knew about forever. Like, but it wasn't like, canonized. It was in games and books. But that's, I feel that's like the it's old all, continuity. Right. It's,
2: it's also uh, a, a power of the separate part of the Force, which is like there's kind of two elements to the, the power of the Force now that you can see in screen. So like, there's the. The living force and there's the celestial moving shit with your hands force. Right. And there's, uh, you know, the way that they tie that into this movie I think is very cool. Yeah. So, like, if you are more tied in with the living force, like, we can see Baby Yoda, Rey, um, gwai Gonjin, you're going to stick around after you die. But if you're more connected to the celestial force, you're going to evaporate. And that's how they kind of tell the difference. Yeah um i think that like the way that they showed that and like that little nugget of like how to think about which side of the force or the jedi thinking about at any given time and how Gwagon's like you're thinking about this you have to be thinking about this yeah like that is fun and exciting that
1: is fun i mean i guess we haven't given enough credit or kind of talk about how the force is grown in all nine films exponentially yeah exponentially and a lot of people are mad at that like you know about this new trilogy like oh they could just do this now they could just do this now like it's not how dude, the it's force a magic works. it's a magical power that yeah. like is only like was only studied by you know a few hundred people the fact that there's like other sides to it and like it's expansive and yeah. you can do different things to it that's that's great that that you, you yeah. know that there's these other things that well, you could it, tap into
0: and the interesting thing is that like this is one of the the threads that um JJ actually does pick up from Ryan Johnson, like some of these new force ideas and abilities. Like in, in eight, we see Ghost Yoda force connections. Uh, oh. interacting with the environment, and like Luke does that here too. He captures a lightsaber because that's a great moment. Um, and then also in the last movie, we see when um, Ray and Ben are like have their Jedi mind meld going on, like the, the water and the rain comes through, and so now. They've been using this, like, ability for years, or, like, a year or whatever it is, and now they can transfer, uh, you know, the necklace and the, the, the lightsaber mentally. And that, that is, like, it's a crazy thing, to, and it's a huge leap of faith, but, like, there's nothing that uh, in any of the movies suggested that that couldn't happen. And that that's the way that they, they've kind well, of this is all way. the fun stuff with the Force yeah. they
2: should have been doing in the prequels. Yeah. Like, that they they didn't do this like well they were but, more
0: interested in lightsabers yeah but to
1: be your point to be to be the, um frank's point a little bit i mean like the force in the prequels is very or to what you were saying the force in the prequels is very much confined to like the jedi order yeah and how they studied the force right so like you know there was no one else using the force outside of Right, you know, that, that way, that, that we know of. Right. Right. A very specific, old at that point, right. way of just
2: doing a very specific thing. These people have no training in this. She just has access to the books, but not necessarily, she has nuanced training. for Right, so no
1: of, one's here to really tell her
0: what you can and can't do. So, right. and then do we believe that um, while in Last Jedi, the force connection between Ray and Ben was manipulated by Snoke, like now they've, they've learned how to do it themselves? Is that what we gather?
1: That could be an interesting point.
0: I think that that's, that's where they go with this. <sighs> because they because, because they're not...
2: It. Because he's talking about Palpatine kind of behind his back. He's like, Palpatine wants you dead. Yeah. Like, I'm going to tell you, like, I want to do this. We'll kill them
1: together and we'll ascend
2: yeah. to the throne. Like yeah. I think that they're connected on their own.
1: Yeah. Could we talk about that for a second? So there's a throne. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. I, I Is like... there a
2: throne in the can- canon on Mexico? Do we know about this? Actually,
0: fun other piece of concept art. This... That design of that throne yeah, was Ralph
1: Macquarie designs from Return of the Jedi. Which is cool, but also, like, okay, so, I mean, he sits in Return of the Jedi, the Emperor's sitting on some sort of, you know, chair outside. It's in the Death Star. <laughs> It's a metal it's, chair. in the <laughs> like, like, overlooking outside. <laughs> like, okay, that's kind fine. It's kind of like gazebo. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> <Or> I, just, <laughs> I just assume that's, like, you yeah, know, that's, that's where the boss, boss sits. bitch is, that's where he sits. And then, like uh, now, all of a sudden, there's like, like it's Game of Thrones. Like, there's like an uh, yeah. like no. the Sith throne to sit on this thing. That's like, What, yes, is it? what does that ca- mean?
2: It's Game of Thrones influencing Star
1: Wars. You're yeah. right. That was, that was like, I'm like, okay, like sit on the throne and we can rule. The, like, I didn't know we need to sit on a throne. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even yeah. know X school existed. Well, and that's another thing. Like,
0: there are so many other Dark Side planets, like in the in the uh, the shows, where there's like. Uh, I think it's Malachor and uh, Mortis that are like really strong in the force, and even like you, you see, Octu is kind of like the reverse of that, right? Like, that's like where the, the Jedi and the light side is really prominent with a little bit of a dark uh-huh. pit. Um, and then Exegol is like where so much dark side energy in the universe or the galaxy lives, and that is why like Palpatine is brought there and he can become like even more powerful because he's like eating it from this planet and like the throne that exists there for a thousand generations of Sith or whatever. Yeah. And obviously a huge planet. A huge planet, it seems. Which will have all the, the Star Destroyers. That to me, that's
2: another problem I have.
0: Like, like, I don't know, how do you...
2: Yeah, like, it's I'm... a big problem after Last Jedi because Last Jedi finally put almost a price tag and an economy mm. into view into Star Wars that we had never talked about. Mm. Even in the prequels, where it's just like it's the it's the republic's money that he's spending for the
1: the galactic republic, fine. Yeah, you know, like no, nope. yeah, there is like fair amount of politics and economy. Yeah, right? like you know one n- and two.
2: Yeah, and then you get to eight, and they're like, well, people profiteer off of the things that go around in the galaxy, obviously. So you know, where do they go to this crazy, Canto bite planet, which I think is the Watching it the other day, I like it a lot better. Really? Yeah. Canto byte. After I, I
0: still don't like it now. Okay.
2: Really. Anyway, uh, when um, so when they are now going around here, and we see just you know Sidious or Palpatine throwing up, 10,000 10, Star Destroyers is what uh, the, the General Pride says. Yeah. He said that they're going to increase our powers by ten thousand times. I'm yeah. going to say ten thousand. Star Destroyers, Sharks. or a thousand
0: Star Destroyers. Whatever, it's a lot. It's a fuck ton. <laughs> and uh, in addition to whatever the First <laughs> Order already had, like, are, is this something that they... And, like, who's piloting these things? Are they, like, clones? Did he have new clone troopers created? Like, what? Is, I mean, obviously we know that he made Palp, uh, Snoke, but, like, there's got to be some sort of crew. On, and, and, and also, apparently it's really easy to make Death Stars now. They all have right. planet-killing capabilities, because, of course, like Poe says course um so i yeah, I, mean.
1: and I think they tried to pivot to it in the movie at one point and and like reel it back a little bit when general pride goes to Hux and he's like you know doing this will make up for what happened on star killer base yeah um you know obviously don't know where the the difference in people is but it, you know it seemed like well isn't way more than, than general just pride's for from return of the jedi
2: isn't he i don't know
0: i don't think so
1: We'll have to find that out, but
0: he's he's good. Maybe. I liked him. Yeah. Um, the actor Richard Grant's a great actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I also I really liked that General Hux was the spy. spy. Yeah, I like that guy. I think it works. And then like, because yeah, of course he would like want to make Kylo Ren lose, and he yeah. doesn't care about the rebels. And then like. He just gets disposed of because, of course, like that's just it's per- He's dealt with perfectly. Yeah. yeah,
2: My favorite character arc of the whole movie. <laughs> uh, okay, um, so yeah, so we so we get at a certain point we get the wi- we get the wayfinder. Uh, at a certain point, we wipe three PO's brain, which makes for ten minutes of what I thought was going to be the whole rest of the movie, but they they reboot him. Of
1: course. Um, Could we just also talk about that scene? pretty emotional scene yeah i feel like that in the end is just like well because you have to realize like a lot of star wars has been seen through the eyes of c-3po yeah so like when he's in there about to like get erased which is a nice you know metaphor for what's to come in you know the star wars world uh, it's just kind of like this is it like yeah Everything this guy's been through. I mean, he's he's seen he's seen it. But it's all. also up to him, which is so
2: beautifully done. Like yeah. she's like, you know the odds. Like you know what we have to do, and right. he's like, we have to fucking do this.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think this he was, makes a choice. He saves the day. This was a, a really smart choice, uh, maybe by JJ or whoever wrote, because they knew that they needed to lean on somebody else from the original trilogy, and like without uh, Carrie to be able to be this presence, and obviously. He, both Han Solo and Luke are dead, like, they lean on 3PO and it works so well. And like, I, as someone that, uh, especially in the prequels, like, 3PO is like, totally mishandled. Like, yeah. he works really well in this trilogy and in this movie in particular is like the emotional heart to it. Yeah. And, and it's great. hmm Um. Total redemption. <laughs> total, total redemption for 3PO. And total. Then he get, and then he gets his mind back or at least some of his memories back and that's pretty cool. Um, uh, what about the the Chewy misdirect? It
1: I, got me. The first I was time. I was about to run out of theater. I was, <laughs> I was like, they killed Chewy.
0: Well, I, and like I just knew I was like, no body, no death, right? Like yeah, yeah. 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 And so like the one we watched it the second time, I was see like the two You ships. can see the two ships, and then that works. Um, but um, all right, so from there they, they they wipe his mind. We go to this other cool planet. I think it's um, Kajimi. Kajimi, right? And we we meet Carrie uh, <sighs> Russell's eyes. Uh which Poe is in love with. Oh um, Babu Frick, like, fantastic. <laughs> Such a fantastic character. He's just like talking um, to Babu. Babu. <laughs> <laughs> so, bubble, bubble, uh um. Yeah,
2: I mean, it, listen, he's great. If he was a little bit uglier, I think he's, like, perfect. Is he a puppet? He's totally a puppet, yeah. yeah. He's totally a puppet. He's a great puppet. Yeah. He's, like, the same puppeteering technology they used for, like, Fraggle Rock. Yeah. For yeah. like the small intricate puppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, great. I, I and his performance is great. I love Dio. Dio's maybe a great droid and Dio. voiced by JJ Abrams. Yeah, I like Dio. Hilarious. Uh, no, thank
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh,
2: um, okay. I think Zori Bliss is like a hard meh. Okay. Uh, would I think could have been expanded upon. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe it would have been more interesting to see her actually kill Poe, and then she takes over Poe's job for the rest of the movie. Yeah, That's that, a crazy that be, idea.
1: Yeah, that would just be such a big leap for them. Yeah. Also, <sighs> nice. like, another
0: little MacGuffin. Here's this captain's uh, token that you can get onto the ship. Like, Yeah. They, they're, they're like, they paint themselves into plot corners, and like, well, we need a device, a little doohickey. Yeah, also, we need a doohickey.
1: I mean, this is will open up a bigger conversation, but I feel like she was also planting there so they could deliberately give Poe uh heterosexual love yep. interest. They absolutely did that. Um so kind of breaks up all the, the Poe and Finn romance, which where do you guys stand on that? Do you feel like over the course of the trilogy mm. you feel like these dudes like have a more than a special connection or are they just like super best friends count you know, flying through space together?
0: I mean like the thing is, as much as they have a really great bromance, I don't think it, w- it was necessarily a course correction that they were, like, leaning towards them being in love. Like, I don't think they ever even showed that. You know, it's not like they were even hinting at it. I think it would have been a cool way to go. Yeah. Because, like, this is modern Star Wars, but...
2: I don't... Okay, I don't think it's a missed opportunity. I think it could have... I could have handled it if they did it. I, yeah. I would have supported it if they did it. To know that they did this on purpose to not do that stains it.
1: Yeah, and it's, like absolutely. shitty. That's kind of I just kind of feel like that's what it it makes it feel it. yeah.
2: It's not. It's like, come on, guys. Like we can. We're all growing up enough yeah. to
1: have, and like, and this, and and then, and then they put in the yeah, you know the, the gay kiss, the gay kiss at the end between the two chicks. That's like super brief. I almost feel like as a way to be like, but we're still looking out for yeah. you. You know. Yeah, it, it's like they. They tried
0: to skate by and and be like, we're not paying attention, but, like, no, they knew they were, that we were, and then they threw these things in there.
2: Yeah, I think we're all grown up enough to to have that in Star Wars, um, but, like, to see them do this, like, do, like, the way that they did it was was weird. But, okay, if we get Babu Frick out of it, like, can't we just, like, see it as net zero and we'll move
0: on together? Um, Yeah, I mean, and so then, like, (laughs) then we get, like, probably one of the coolest scenes... Um, the, the lightsaber battle between Great. Red One and, yeah, where they, like, uh, on the ship, but also on the planet, and they're kind of, like...
1: Mirroring episode three fight a little bit? Yeah, a little through bit. Through far like, instead of through fire, this through water? No, no,
0: I was talking about the one that's on, um... Um, the, the one on Kijimi and on the, on the Star Destroyer, where they, like, oh. destroy the, uh... Starfighter's helmet. Right. Um, Like, that's a really cool thing that we haven't seen before, where they're like, they are doing this actual mind meld fight where the lightsabers are interacting. Like, would they have been able to actually kill each other that way? Like, if somebody got wounded, we don't know. Good point. That's. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Because Uh, they're interacting with the environment, but it's all mental.
1: It's interesting, also, just, you know, their fights just in general throughout this film. It wasn't like. And I guess this happens on the... Ooh, I can't... I think I know what you're going to say. On the... What's the water planet? Oh, and it's... um, They're on they're on Endor, I, right? Oh, the, the moon of Endor, yeah. So it's not that they... They're never really trying to kill each other. No. So it's almost like they're just, like, fighting in anger of just, like... So what's the end, what's the end game? Is it just to, like, be like, I have you, like... And giving well, someone the pass well, to be, like... All right. I've won this round like cuz I could I could kill you right now if I want to, but none of them throughout those three films never felt like they were actually going to kill each other. No.
0: Well, I think because Kylo Ren doesn't want to kill her, I think he wants to turn her. Right. Um, well, I like well the lightsaber fighting in this movie
2: is just like I got to say after the prequels, like this it's just not as impressive and they don't and they, I don't think that they do a good enough like I get that they're not trained in acrobatic Jedi's like the Jedi's were. I don't think that they... Oh, you don't
1: like it in this movie? I think it's
2: okay. I don't think it's nice. I don't think it's interesting to watch or has any stakes or like has any value other than the fact that they had the lightsabers out. Like, like the, the last Jedi fight is great because the, they are really a, a, after a cool fight scene with people who have different kinds of weapons than they are. We're seeing lightsabers kind of up close and being shot in a different way. This, it just feels like they're just swing, swing, hit, hit swing, swing, hit. They don't. I don't feel the tension like you said of them trying
1: to kill each other. Yeah. In but the this, same this, way that you do. It in, may not be between them, but I think the lightsaber fighter overall, because like you said, you know, Kylo in the beginning when he's on Mustafari, he's killing those people, and then like when he kills the Knights of Ren, like that battle seems dope. Oh, it's mm-hmm. great.
2: That's okay. That's fine. But
0: <sighs> lightsaber on lightsaber action not as good because of the people that it is. Like, right. And I think that's partially because. Uh, because both c- characters are so conflicted and they don't have true conviction, whereas, like, with, right. like... But I guess that's also the way it was with, like, Luke and Vader, and those were interesting. Yeah,
2: well, Empire Strikes Back, he's going to kill Vader, and Return of the Jedi is trying to turn Vader, so it's, yeah. like, a different right. method of fighting. And then the prequels you see these just, like, these really nice, stylized lightsaber sequences, and then I feel like Force Awakens' lightsaber battle has such high stakes... And then you get to uh, Last Jedi where I think that they reset it in a cool way of doing a lightsaber battle. And these, I'm just like, they're not, it doesn't matter until we're at the end of the movie for you to lightsaber fight. I'm sorry. I know you're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved that they, she killed him. Like, to me, that sequence is incredible. She
1: lost control and lost her power. Exactly.
2: Yeah, but that's separate from the battle. I I do like the hopping and your the rhyming of the fight in the water and the fight on fire is really cool. Yeah, Yeah. very very cool.
0: And like and then we get the so we get the idea that Leia is it that Leia she just tries to reach out to Ben. She doesn't. Leia is sharing her
2: living force with Ben. That's how she's doing the The last of the last of her living force to like. Give him life to, energy to do, to, do a, to do a force connection to give him the light energy, and then once their force connection is severed by Ray killing him and his life
0: force being drained, drained Leia dies. Leia dies, okay, that makes sense. Um, which, like, you know, he, he's basically like paused, wait, like trying to reach out to her, and then Ray just takes no prisoners right. and stabs him. Um, which is brutal with his it, lightsaber with his lightsaber that was
1: pretty good oh, um, epic misdirect
0: epic yeah. um, and then then she heals him and then we get a really really great scene with Harrison Ford
2: <sighs> yes his maybe one of his
0: best one of his best one of his best um, because I think in Force Awakens he was a little bit like Ugh, they're making me do this whole movie don't really want to be here and now it's like alright I'll do a cameo And he, and he, and he really like Goes all in.
1: And, but it's also kind of the same, almost the same exact scene and dialogue that they have in Force Awakens. Yeah,
0: but it's a little bit different. Yeah, it's totally. enough he, to like
1: he's, he's emotionally more dialed in and it feels like, come on, man. Like, I know what you had to do, but this is what you have to do and, next. And
0: it also makes me wonder if, if any of this, I mean, it's influenced by Leia's, like, energy, right? So right. She, it's the loving energy of uh, from her his mother and, like, this memory that he uh, Ben has been struggling over for so long, and then he, he turns it into something positive, and he's you know...
1: He's right, like, even when he's talking to Ray in one of their, you know, mind-melt things where he's like, you can't go back to her. Like, Just I can't. Like yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. So this was the final way to be like, you can.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Harrison Ford was great. I think that they did it, you know, beautifully. Obviously, it was supposed to be probably Carrie Fisher... Sure. Um, Doing the force connection with him, Um, but I'm okay with that. And Um, and I think he was like, you're right. He was invested in like in it, and like you could see that. And then my favorite part is when he's like, he's like, Dad, and then Hans says, I know, which is solo for I love you. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, so good. So that's that's very nicely handled. Okay, so then she goes and grabs the TIE fighter, his TIE advance that he has now. Yep. Because he can't have his old crazy ship that's specifically Kylo Ren. He has to have a TIE advance because we know it's a TIE advance from Return of the Jedi. And he, she flies back to Octu where she starts burning this motherfucker down to live in exile having failed Kylo Ren and the Jedi. Mm. Didn't get that at all. I don't get why she had to go back to Octo for that reason.
1: She was doing what Luke did. She didn't know what to do, so she needed to run away. She ran away but from like She would have a different...
2: It. I think her character is different than that. So, but, go ahead.
0: Well, I was going to say, it's like... But the thing is, the Wayfinder was on the ship the whole time. The whole time. Yeah. Yeah, she, like, did she, just not she didn't see it. See it. Like this, she's pretty intuitive. <laughs> 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 this, this big device with all these wires coming out of it. And like, come on. You I have yeah. everything
1: you need <laughs> because to me
0: to me honestly what happens here is that it undercuts the fact that mark hamill is like basically in one scene this whole movie yeah and like i i don't buy that you know the way that we've seen force ghosts before like like obi-wan guiding luke throughout the original trilogy like he, he's like he doesn't he's just not only on one place like like he can be anywhere. He could be anywhere, and he's tied or tethered to if you the you Just me down. I'll become more powerful than you could possibly. Right. Imagine. So why why is Luke only on Octu? And like, I think it's a really cool scene where he's revealed. Yeah. But like, this is his only moment of guidance for her throughout the entire. Well, she,
1: did she, where does she else? Where else would she know to go? You know, she kind of felt. I guess that's where she felt like it was safe to be. It was. Familiar. She trained there. She has a connection with that place. Sure. Yeah. Um. And you know, she was following in the footsteps of one of the you know main mentors sure. and trainers she worked with.
2: I I like Mark Hamill scenes. Um, I hate his hair. I hate his hair. Well, it's <laughs> he obviously looked, extensions. He
1: looked bad. <laughs> he looked real bad. He looked old and like weathered and he looked bad.
0: I don't know if that's Mark Hamill or if that's Luke. I mean. Yeah, I think because like. He like last in the last movie, he had long hair, but then he, we see him when he does that force projection, and he's got like, you know, short hair, and he's got the clean beard and everything, like with the green lightsaber and everything. Why couldn't his force ghost look like that instead of this? Like, how does his hair get longer and he dies? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, the hair is bad.
2: Um, I, 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 but I'm okay with I'm okay with like what he says though. Like, this is more my my, my larger point. Right. But I'm not okay with what he does because if Leia says that she senses her, t- her son's death, at the end of the journey, mm-hmm. right, and that uh, w- when that part of the journey yeah. is about to be picked up, then they get the lightsaber. Luke should have given Leia's lightsaber to her at the very beginning of Episode Eight. Yeah, that's her job. Why would he hide that from her?
0: Right. That's such an obvious retcon to me. And the fact that, Luke says, "Oh, Leia sensed it too about Palpatine being her." No, that uh, grandfather. I like, wish they had just, not said that. That just doesn't work. Because then why would the entire movie would he have not said it last
1: time? Because maybe he felt like she wasn't ready to know that information yet. I mean, the Yoda... Perspective. Yeah, I mean, Yoda, you know, he waits a little bit to reveal Yeah. stuff about Vader to Luke. It's when you're ready. There's
2: also big Mr. X. So, like, that's why I'm kind of a little bit, like... There's big Mr. X in the original trilogy. Obi-Wan tells Luke that Vader killed his father. Yeah. Verbatim.
0: He does. You know? But what is it? But what that means isn't so black and white. Right. But also, like, the the fans of 1980 were probably just as angry as we were. Be like, but they said he killed his father. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. right. And they're uh, like, oh, I'll make three movies to make it up to the <laughs> <Nelson." laughs>
2: Um Okay. Uh okay, so now we're on to uh, the end like here, right? yeah. yeah. Um. So, I think the final act of this movie is where most of the problems are, um. Of just like how to wrap it all up, but I, I feel like after watching it three times, that it that it does still work for some reason. It's like, um. It's kind of like artificial flavoring. Like yeah. it, it. Like it. It. The flavor is there. Yeah. The flavor is there. You just have to be willing to taste it. It's not the organic vanilla that's, you know, uh, responsibly sourced from <laughs> Madagascar. Uh, this is, this is some chemical mixing shit. And I, I think that th-
1: that's what goes on here. And But which is, which is just a product of the whole movie though. The whole movie is that, well, that like, you know. They were promising, promising
2: us a big space battle. And, and I think that they delivered on, on that to some extent. Right. Um but in the same ways that like seeing the battle of scarif in rogue 1 is so fun and exciting um i don't know if i felt that for this one
0: hmm.
1: i think when it's a little more contained and like this is the one battle you could kind of feel like you could wrap your head around every part of it you know because this was like on a base and like yeah it was a planet but like you knew kind of the main objectives going into it whereas this is like this kind of epic conclusion of like kind of going to take over the world where it kind of, I don't know, almost desensitizes the stakes because it feels so massive. That's like, what does that even mean? You know, yeah. like they have 10,000 ships, like it's over. Right. And, and this is all happening while Ray is like, you know, coming to grips with what where right. she stands in the galaxy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like when the.
1: It's stake... the backdrop more than the focus. Yeah. That's the focus true. is. The character, yeah. not what's happening around it. And
0: that's and they, that's exactly what they do with Return of the Jedi, where it's like this big space battle that's going on, but doesn't really mean a lot, because the core of the attention of, of the story is on the Death Star between Luke and Vader
1: and the Emperor. Right, but and you, they're showing Luke, like, this is what's happening, the same way yeah, exactly. But the, he opens up the thing and shows Rey, like... Yeah,
2: but it's, it's different in that Luke is being was trained to resist, and he's trying to resist the Emperor, and then the Emperor... Shows that the the Death Star is operational, which the rebels didn't know. So then, when they see that it's both operational, Luke is like under the complete uh, uh, um, belief system that Han and Leia are gonna die because there's nothing he can do, yeah. and he's just stuck there. Right. And he's kind of he ha- like accepts that and moves on. And is was like my yeah, larger battle not, is here, right? It's not exactly the that. Opposite happens here. Whereas in Ray is about to kill Palpatine, you know, until Ben shows up. And then, you know, then she's able to kind of they're, they're able to kind of piece this together. Yeah. Um, I think the my favorite parts of it are that we see why their connection is so important. They are a force dyad. So the force dyad and that they are two uh, representations of the dark and light side represented in people that are equally met and balanced, like we learned in the last movie. Mm -hmm. You know, that when darkness rises, light will come up to meet it, Um, and that, you know, the two of them together are so equally matched that they produce this force dyad, which is what allows Palpatine to absorb the living and the celestial force and regenerate and come back to
0: life. Um, More so than he did, because he was... Being held together by this machine, and then he, you know, you see the light come back in his eyes or the dark. I love the, I love the the umbilical. I
2: thought that was really cool, um, but I, he could have been more grotesque. I think that they could have shown more grotesqueness, yeah. even though you don't see enough of it from Anakin, which we all want to see. You all want to see Vader under the thing, but you only get it for a little bit. Um, yeah. And then him shooting the big beam in the sky. Um, I get it. He can do it. I'm gonna let him do it. He's the Emperor. <laughs>
0: And like, and, like, the reason why I think it kind of works is because he's on this planet that's so full of dark energy. Yeah, yeah,
1: He he's being powered by a machine
0: and a planet. And, the you know, thousand generation of Sith. Like, I think all those guys in cloaks are, like, ghosts, like, supporting him and, like, pushing their energy into him. Now, do but we like,
2: think that he's only all of the Sith after he dies? Or is he all of the Sith in Return of the Jedi, and it's the same... Idea that if Luke was to kill, the I Emperor, feel like
1: it's after he after died. He dies. It would be my take. Yeah, yeah. because th- yeah, we because have to have the have a, death has to have a certain power stake to advance to the next right thing. because he was
0: not that powerful before and like he's OP here and like um yeah, I mean the, the and the thing that we talked about is like the end of this movie is definitely a Marvel movie. Yeah, like and it's a, very much a lot like Endgame with like. <laughs> All all of a sudden, the fleet of ships come in, like, on your left. Yeah. Like, um, I don't understand how Lando and Chewie got all these people to come. I want to see that movie. (laughs) Like, I want to see
2: them flying. too? Yeah, like, (laughs) them and the Millennium Falcon dipping through the main core systems,
0: like, skywriting, and then... (laughs) What could one old man and a (laughs) Wookiee say to convince anybody to go fight a thousand million warships? I don't
1: understand. Um, like the darkest, scariest, hardest mysterious. place to find in the galaxy. Oh yeah,
0: we've got this one little map that we followed. You know, this one girl yeah, on a listen, spaceship. You it's need twenty minutes. A okay. plot hole.
2: You need twenty yeah. minutes of exposition to explain the unknown regions. Like, do you think a, like that's like a something that's like definitely under delivered on is like, like the unknown regions are a huge part of the extended universe. Oh yeah. They're yeah. a huge part of the video games, huge part of the comics and and the other materials, and you kind of have to know a little bit about what they are,
1: yeah,
2: for it to like make sense.
1: And they're just like, yeah, whatever. It's part You, of you know, it just, it just needs to focus on. Yeah, again, it's just like we need to have our focus on the main. Yeah, they're not going to the minutia yet. The no. minutia will come in. I'm hoping in whatever's next in these films, where it's like, they're not restricted to these main characters, they, everything is going to be weird. Everything is going to be new. Everything is going to be, you know, unlearned. Yeah,
0: but the other thing is, like, I don't I don't want them to continue to fill in the holes. Like, I don't want there to be, uh, if this was the Skywalker saga and the Skywalker saga is done, like, the spinoff movies we already got, Rogue One and Solo, are oh, yeah. tied to the Skywalker yeah, saga.
1: Yeah, no, no, I'm not talking about the next movie. I mean, I'm saying the next movies are going to be totally different from yeah. what we have. And that's where we're going to get some of those things that I feel like you're aching for that you want to see in Star Wars movies. Ideally, they were in these movies. But again, the focus on these movies is about these main characters and less about kind of the little things that I think we'll get in some other. I see what you're saying. You you don't
0: feel like they are going to fill in the gaps that are missing here. No. It's just that they'll they'll handle that in comics and and other things. Other things,
1: for sure. Um, Okay.
0: Um... So back to your Endgame comment. I mean, she has an Iron Iron Man moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. I am Iron Man. I'm all the Jedi.
0: Like, it's so much verbatim. It's awesome. It's really, really cool to see. And like, but like, they could have done something different. Like, I I think the line should have been "All the Jedi live in me." Yep. Or something like that. And and
2: like or or like it or like it's not about you. Like, slam. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, even. I don't know, like, that, to me, that line is is lame, and here's, like, my, here's a big philosophical thing about this. When I walked out of this movie, I was really upset at this part, because I'm like, we saw Palpatine fight Yoda, and it was an epic 30-minute battle, where they were throwing the Senate (laughs) ships around the big hall, and they're absorbing force energy, and shooting force energy, and Sith lightning, and it's fucking Yoda, and it's fucking the Emperor, and it's epic. Yep. And you don't just go up against the emperor. You just you just don't like nobody really does. Luke doesn't even really go up against the emperor. Um, she just goes up against him with two lightsabers, absorbs the energy like Yoda does, and then just you melts, re- f- his, face. melts his face off. Um, and she's Superman in this movie. Well, here's the thing. So would we have felt different if it was a boy character? So I think it's my sexism. I think the reason I walked out feeling shitty and not being able to like accept that this is the way it ended, is that my brain is programmed in this way where I I'm gonna challenge that she did this, even though I've seen a male character do this in every movie and Marvel movie for the past mm. twenty years of my life.
1: Yeah, I didn't that didn't bother me. I, I think it would be more that like he's the most badass evil, most powerful guy and even like power times a thousand now the given that he's on this dark planet how is she you know a young she's not like jedi in training maybe jedi knight but well, you know she's not a jedi master yeah. like going to defeat him yeah and she like, and she
2: pretty the only thing she does is she the, the way i'm rationalizing she uses his power she uses his power against him, him she's just defending
0: she's she uses her powers for defense never for attack right and i think it would have been like if since we see um Like all these cloaked figures of the Sith, and as a representation of all the Sith, like we get the echoes uh, in her mind, like "Be with me," that whole thing, which is pretty cool. Like it would have been really interesting to see, like I guess maybe then it would be too Harry Potter to see like the Force Ghosts like helping her. Mm. You know, you have a little bit of Obi Wan, a little. Well, you little hear like them. You hear them. You don't see them. You don't see. And them. you
2: have to close your eyes in order to really focus on who's saying what. It's yeah. it's hard. You, you like, but you can hear Hayden Christensen. You, yeah. you, you can you hear them You, all. you, you can, can hear, hear Obi Wan. You can you can hear. Uh, and you could totally. I love Yoda's line. Yeah. Uh, that I would. I'll get that on a t shirt. Uh, what does he say? Uh, 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 alone, never have you
0: been. Yeah. That's great. Perfect. Um. So and here's one that I have an issue with but dave filoni posted something that has uh saved me a little bit so you hear ahsoka tano Mm -hmm. from the show and but he uh and so i'm like wait she's dead like that's huge because everyone else that's uh talking to her there is dead and while she would probably be elderly at this point like they they never resolve her story um but uh Dave Filoni posts this thing where it's, like, a drawing of Ahsoka with Gandalf the Grey. It's, like, everyone thought that I was dead. Just, walk, like, just wait. So, like, that that's pretty cool. Yeah, so, she's coming. She's, she's coming back. Yeah, she's, she'll have a she's, show. She's,
2: or... she's com- no, she's going to have a movie, and it's going to be Brie. I'll put $20 on it right now. I
0: don't
2: know. I think it's going to be Brie and those mega tits.
1: <laughs> <from>
2: Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> <laughs> are going to be Ahsoka Tano. Um, okay, so, uh, right, so she kills the Emperor... And, okay, so, but I, uh, before we go on, I love Be With Me. I thought yeah, that's a beautiful same. thing. That's beautiful. It's
1: the first line you see her say in the movie. Yeah. And then when she's meditating, you're like, oh, that's what she was training for to connect with these ghosts. Wonderful. It's a good thread. Yep. that's
2: great. Fantastic. Um, all right, the redemption of ben, Scott, of ben Solo. Here we go. Adam Driver is the heart and soul of these movies.
1: It's great when he comes in, just lands on the planet, does the look. Like enters frame, you're like, you know, he's coming. Yeah, he's wearing them. a different outfit. Yeah, he's, he's like got a little, blaster. His, yeah, his, his scar is blaster. gone. His scar is gone. gone. Which Frank pointed out that when she healed him, Yep, he healed his scar. scar too. Too. That was a good, that was, was a great bit. First time.
2: Um, I think he's so awesome. Yeah, and it, the, the work that he does is everything you wanted out of Anakin Skywalker and more, oh, yeah. right.
1: And, and a I, good actor that has range and emotion, and can feel someone grappling with the inner turmoil. And ha- when you feel his tormented. turn,
2: yeah, when you feel his turn and he laughs, you're like, he's feeling joy for the first time in years. years. Yeah, um, I loved him. Yeah, and I'm so thankful he did it. Yeah, right. Like that, he was like, you know what? Like, right. He can do
1: super serious yeah. indie films. Be taken as a credible serious actor. And also do popcorn movies, which is why a lot of actors don't want to do Star Wars, because it's like, I don't want to be typecasted, you know, yeah. look at some of the Marvel guys, they can't yeah. work for that reason. But, like, he really was, like, I think it's because he also established himself as a, you know, tour de force of an actor before, before this, the films, yeah. and then did it, and, you know, people are like, yeah, you still fucking great actor oh and he still has other
0: stuff coming out in between them too it's like it's not like he hasn't been working like that's an, another problem with some of the uh marvel actors it's like they're just doing marvel movies nothing else until they're oh i wonder if stuff. they're allowed to yeah yeah they may not his even contract was probably like i'm working i'm working i'm gonna be on broadway i'm gonna yeah. do all this stuff yeah uh yeah no he's amazing um he's great and, and and it's awesome to see the two of them go up against him um you know that he's not dead when he gets thrown down the ravine and like. Like seeing Ray like actually die is like very powerful. Very powerful, but like you know, like they already established this like force healing thing, and that of course he's gonna he knows how to do it now, right? Like, right. He, he,
1: but do do you think it need to come at the expense of his life? It's Titanic.
0: Yeah. It's Titanic. <laughs> he
1: yeah, it's did titanic. not save enough force Wrath for himself.
0: Yeah, and like, why? Why not? Because, <laughs> force but it's also like his.
2: He's complete. His redemption is complete. Right. Vader Vader died. Yep.
1: You know? It um, kind of, and it adds more weight to Ray living after that. Yeah,
0: huge. Um, yeah. I, I, what I, about the kiss? I'm in
2: on the kiss. I'm in on the I'm kiss. I'm in on
1: the kiss, too. Like, there was so much tension, whether it was, like, confused or not, but, like, there was so much tension throughout the three films. These space like, versions,
2: like, they haven't had time. Yeah. I mean, they're fucking training to be Jedi,
1: you know? Yeah. Like,
2: they don't have that. They have all this pent up sexual tension, and, yeah. like,
1: we feel it too. So it's, it's my girlfriend Sophia's favorite part of those films. She's just like, when they, like, in Last Jedi, like, when they're talking and he has his shirt off, like, when they're doing the four side thing, she's like, that is some hot stuff. I don't know what's going on, but, like, I am into it. And, like, when it happened in this movie, she just turned at me, like, and she was like, <laughs> it's, like it's going, it's going yeah. down. I'm like, yeah. yep,
0: yep, yep. Okay. And she... No, you're right. Like and I think for uh, maybe because it was my f- the first watch, I was like, "What?" because <laughs> like, I just wasn't yeah. like there on the movie. The second time through, it, it worked for me. I think, um, yeah, Megan loved the kiss. I think, even like, because she says earlier, like, "Oh, I would I wanted to take Ben's hand, right?" And so, like, yeah, right. So like, this is really like their first like chance to like be Ben and Ray and not right. Kylo Ren and Ray. And so like. We don't know what would have been if they, uh, you know, if they both survived. Like, would they have had a relationship? Maybe, maybe not. But like, this is just like their, their like love for one another in the sense that they like defeated this like grand emperor plan. Yeah, plan. Yeah.
2: Um. Okay. I mean, they celebrate on the unknown jungle planet, which is fine. We have the gay kiss, which we talked about. Um. But now we have to talk about Tatooine. Um. Uh, and ended here, I think. Um. So this is where she does. So she takes. She goes back with the Falcon. No BB-8. No Chewy. No nobody. We can see. Uh,
1: I think three. PM, B- BB-8's there. bb B- 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 Oh there. yeah, BB-8's there. Yeah. Oh, BB-8 is there. You're right. Um, it starts. You know, just like kind of how. Yeah.
2: Return uh, yeah, sort of a like New this. Hope. Um. So okay. So she does a little slidey thing down. She does a little slidey thing down. Um. She checks out with homestead.
1: It's emotional. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also here's a little bit of an issue with it. It works for the Skywalker story, but I don't know if it totally works for Rey's story. It doesn't it doesn't. So and why I don't think it does is like she's never been to Tatooine. No. Nope. She she has no connection to it other than she knows that that's where her mentors from. How the fuck did she did she know where I mean, I guess she's, you know, can see everything and she's very resourceful as we can see throughout <laughs> the film. She can find things, but yeah so like why did it have to go there for her story but as far as the star wars saga and the skywalker saga yeah yeah it need to start and end on tatooine and um you know burying the lightsabers i thought was great leave them for you know it's like you know you're married yeah the next part or also just like you know this is where you know shmi was buried this is you know probably uncle owen was buried like this is just where they were laid to rest and then you know, just power up the lightsaber just for it everyone's like why but it's to just be like this is you know this is what i've done and it's just a perspective thing and then what about choosing the name what do you think about that movie's
2: about choosing your family right and yeah. like and choosing your own um your own future so she's the she's the rise of skywalker Yep. Perfect. It works. it works. Yeah, up
0: until the end I'm like, Oh, this isn't about Luke, it's about Ray. like, but it, but it like could also like,
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it works. Um But she, it could have also been about Ben. Right. Rising but, up to the moment was maybe more of a Skywalker moment than a solo moment. Well, also
0: if you think about solo the movie, like that last name it doesn't mean anything.
1: Right. Right. Um so, like, Ben felt skywalkery yeah. in what he did to say. And because Leia Rey. was
0: never truly a skywalker either she was an organa like so like you finally have but the mighty skywalker blood like with, with the, the mighty blood you know He's right. like and
1: ben had skywalker blood yeah,
2: so, yeah. for fuck sure and um, so she
0: doesn't have it but now she has become it because it's you know part of like she chooses it and she was trained by both of them
2: yeah it's and it's her figurative parents yeah
0: you know like her parental figures are these people you yeah, know
2: right um so yeah i'm like i'm cool on everything you know with that with, th- with that and now well, that it's over, um, I'm sad that it's over.
1: Sad <laughs> that it's over. Yeah. So Happy over. it happened, sad that it's over. Um, and, uh... I mean, it feels like just, you know, a couple of years ago when episode 8 came out, we're like, how is this all gonna end? Like, we have to wait so long for episode 9. And
0: I mean, the build-up to 7 was just, like, the biggest yeah, that was release the biggest
1: possible. Like, the, And then the rest came kind of quick, I guess.
0: Yeah, um... So, I don't know. I mean, we're going to have to wait a couple more years to see what they're going to do. I mean, we have another episode of a Star Wars TV show tomorrow. That's pretty dope. Yep. Um, you know, that's that's a, something we didn't have
1: four years ago. Um, but that, it's going to kind of go back into hiding for a bit. You're going to hear about it, but we're not getting something for probably yeah. three years.
2: Well, in a way that, like, Marvel unfortunately can't like take a break really and like it's just not taking a break. I, I hope that Star Wars gets a good little break.
1: Yeah.
2: Like we need we need time to digest these movies and recontextualize them all together yeah. and then we can and then enjoy what the future of Star Wars is, which I think is streaming. I think it's I think it's going to be about doing longer ter- you know, what they've seen in the cartoons that works. You build great story arcs for characters that you can really follow through over a set course of time, and we're not tied to this infinite universe of very
0: specific people. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And also, we're getting an Obi Wan show. Like that'll be cool.
1: Yeah, I think there'll still be movies, and they'll they'll be. Are you excited to go to? Oh, you went to
2: Galaxy's Edge. No, I didn't. You didn't go to Galaxy's Edge yet. No, I thought you went to Disneyland. No, I'd like to. Okay, all right. Next year, that. um, yeah, I want to experience that. I've heard that the new crazy, the new ride that they have—that's not the Millennium Falcon ride—is like
0: beyond. Is it th- are they the same in in Disneyland? Disney bo- both or? rides are in both parks. I yes. So, yeah. Okay.
2: Okay, so continuing on with some fresh batteries, um, let's talk about uh one of the Force Awakening um in our buddy Finn, fn2187 um he's got the force jj said
1: jj said why wasn't it <laughs> put in the movie
0: it's like tease i mean you can see him using the force in <gasps> throughout the, in the movie throughout the movie and you can see him trying to tell ray about and it and talking
1: about it it is like what you know how do you know they're on there i know or like you know like yeah. in, the, in
0: the chewy center. Y- the, yeah. yeah i can sense ray uh, she dies and so, like, it's there, but, like, why don't they just have that moment? Because
1: it's not about Finn.
0: But it should be about the core trio of characters, because they didn't plan the trilogy right. Because in the original trilogy, it's Han, Luke, and Leia, and that, like, they moved the, that story forward. Right. Here, like, it's Rey and Ben, and you have, like, Poe and Finn. Right. And they don't, and then you have... It's not, because it's not exactly the same. They're... But I think they bill it as as they it's do. supposed they to do be. They
1: do bill it at that,
0: and like the and the thing that's actually interesting about this movie is that we finally do get to see them together, the three of them, for like the, more, yeah. more than half of it, and that's actually really great. But we should have connected with them as a, a trilogy. Like Poe and Ray didn't have a relationship until this movie. They yeah. at the end of the last one.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, that's also partly Last Jedi's fault. I mean, Last Jedi sent everybody on their separate ways. Yeah,
0: but they were never together in the first place. When they should have been, because like, the Poe and Ray and Finn were all on the Resistance base at the end of Force Awakens, and they just don't interact. Right. Before she goes to Luke.
2: That's true. Um, yeah. I don't know. I listen. So Finn is given also a love interest, I believe, kind of in Janna, and it's not Rose. I think Rose got did dirty in this movie. She did, and i I am a Rose apologist. I think she's actually not not terrible in Last Jedi. Mm. I think it's just not what you expect. So, like, I get that it's like she's like a very you know low level mechanic level character, and like she says all this really wild shit for that that kind of person. But I also feel like I liked her and I appreciated her as a part of the Last Jedi a lot.
1: Yeah, her role was it made sense in that film there kind of wasn't room for her wasn't
2: th- was there room for her or is this disney like kind of acquiescing to like the horrible racism and sexism that like she received after sure. she did this yeah i
0: it is it is a problem because they like i, I, I like janna as a character i think it's really interesting that she's also an ex first order person with this whole, all these yeah. like and, and that's great but like why could rose not have been there along with this journey and then all of a sudden there's conflict between the three that because like maybe there's this other interest. Now she's just like pat on the shoulder and you're gonna stay on the base and help Leia. And yeah. it it's just like
1: Yeah, she it, got undermined big time. Yeah. Either and, and the character of Jana feels a little forced for the same reason that, you know, the kiss is forced. It's like and are we introducing just like you know, another African American woman that could, you know, only have the yeah. adventures of another African American counterpoint.
2: Yeah, it, you're right. Bullshit. Um,
1: it I feels very Republican. It feels very Republican.
2: Um, I don't know. I liked the idea of other, uh, stormtroopers throughout the galaxy feeling the force and turning away. Beautiful idea. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know. Like. To, I don't, we didn't you don't need her you got Rose to do that you know and like yeah. it would also be cool to like see Finn as he's going through the changes of learning more about the Force that he's experiencing with a non Force sensitive character who's like what are you doing what what's what's happening here right. like, yeah. like, like what do you mean you know yeah you know
0: yeah, yeah. um yeah poor Finn poor Rose uh, and like and Poe has a, a decent arc here too and like he's like becomes uh, you know the general that he needs to be and, and yeah, Leia's. he has to step
1: up and he grapples with how to deal with that.
0: And he's got a cool little speech moment with Lando. It's like we didn't know we yeah. just we were, did it together and like that's this,
1: this was I think all their best films as far as acting goes for those three. Yeah, I mean Ray just stand out. I mean Daisy, I thought was great. Yeah, I know And know and Adam a yeah. lot. But yeah. like she's she, so well. she was so compelling as this character and really kind of shifting where her character has been, I think she really nailed it. And then, yeah, I thought Poe and Finn were, were pretty – had their nice moments, too.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I know, just... I know I'm going to see it a third time probably with Megan. Do you think you'll see it again?
1: I think I'm good on two. Um, but, we'll, but we'll see. I'll never say never.
0: Yeah. It, you know, we'll, we'll probably go back to it. like. We did the big rewatch going in, and like I can't see doing that again. I may do the trilogy and see how it works as a whole. Um, yeah, because I don't think it does. But nope, probably <laughs> doesn't. Probably no. is very in, totally in different.
1: What, in what order? You know, like I know chronologically, a lot of people are talking about, but I may not. I feel like the next time I rewatch it, I probably wouldn't do it one through nine. No, I feel like I would find a different order. A lot of people are saying release order. Maybe you skip the prequels altogether. I don't know.
2: Yeah. People are saying skip one, skip one and two. Yeah, and then you just you use three after five,
1: that's, like that's your your I, order. Yeah, that's that's probably the way I would do. I do four, five, three, six, seven, eight, nine. That's probably
2: how yeah, perfect order. Cool. Um, yeah, listen, Star Wars is precious to us. Um, that's why we care. That's why everybody cares because it's it's tied into wherever your memory member berries are. Like it, wherever they exist in Star Wars, they're there for you. And that's why we're here to talk about him. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please let us know. Uh, You can send us a message, info at longlostheroes.net. You can check our website out, www.longlostheroes.net. You can find us on all the socials at LLH Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, which you should already be doing, please check us out. We're on Apple. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google. We're on Spotify. I'm AJ. I'm Frank.
1: I'm Matt. Thank you for having me, guys.
2: Thank you for being on the show with us, buddy. Yeah, thanks, can't, bud. can't do Star Wars without you. Uh, take care, everybody. May the Force be with you. Be with me.